This podcast is sponsored by Sapient Global Markets. Mitigate risk and control the cost of regulatory trade and transaction reporting with Sapient CMRS. Let CMRS assume this heavy burden so you can focus on your core business. To find out more, please go to cmrs.sapient.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Story of Source podcast. I'm Julia Schieffer, the founder and editor of DerivSource.com. In this podcast, we're examining if swap futures are failing to ignite interest among the buy side. Now, despite existing exchanges honing their offerings and new platforms launching contracts, swap futures haven't so far captured the buy side's imagination. The benefits of swap futures are, are well documented. The economic flexibility of a swap with the inexpensiveness of a future but trading really remains a relative drop in the ocean in the big overall derivatives picture, and they haven't really made the dent predicted in the volumes of OTC contracts. In this podcast, we speak to Lifan Zhang, principal at Catalyst in London, who explains the reasons for the lack of take-up and the catalyst that could help these products reach their full potential. Here is DerivSource reporter Lynn Strong and Dodds speaking to Ms. Chung. Hello, we are here today with Lifan Jung, Principal Consultant at Catalyst, to speak about swap futures. Before we begin, would you like to just give us a little bit of background on your job and your role at Catalyst? My name is uh, Lifan Jung. I'm a Principal Consultant at Catalyst Development Limited. I work within the risk and clearing and regulation space as a specialist. My background is within risk management and clearing space. I had experience covering multiple asset classes in my previous roles, primarily um, covering the main asset classes, including interest rate products, fixed income, equities, and commodities. Well, the first question I uh, will ask is about the, uh, some statistics. It said that the uh, picture has improved. But the question really is, why haven't swap futures taken off as predicted? A recent study by Claris Financial Technology showed that OTC IRS still account for 99.5% of volume on U.S. denominated IRS. What do you think are some of the main stumbling blocks? We all know that in the recent few years, the regulatory headwind have been adding a lot of pressures to banks with increased trading costs when it comes to clearing margining costs and all the new capital requirements. Uh, let it be capital buffer, leverage ratio, SACA, or the fundamental review of trading book. So swap futures have been coming across as a new class of products to reduce margin cost and cost of capital. The first of the likes was launched by CME and Aris Exchange in late 2012, and they were expected to gain momentum over time. However, it has not turned out to be the case, at least in the past three years. So a couple of things might be able to help explain what happened. One is the slight delay in the kick-in date of bilateral margining for systematically important financial institutions. The rules were pushed out by nine months with the IM and VM 
of the largest banks starting in 1 September this year, and the VM requirements will be phased in for the following six months. But I am not until four years later. So some of the market players might not be feeling the pinch until the regulations are fully effective. Bearing in mind that for bilateral margin to apply, both entities have to be covered by the regulation. Also, the Basel capital requirements are not fully in place yet, with many of the standards become effective in the next three years. Another possible reason could be the fact that majority of the interest rate market still prefers the flexibility that comes with the OTC IRS, although they can see the benefit that comes along with the swap futures contract. So do you think once the regulations are bedded down, these swap futures will gain traction? And will the regulation be the main catalyst? Or will it be that buy-side participants will be more used to using swap futures or the existing products that are available today? It is still relatively early days. But once the regulations on margining and capital are fully applied, they will hit the trading cost and bank's bottom line. So we may expect to see some change in the trading activity for swap futures. In terms of the benefits for the buy side, what do you think are the main advantages for firms to use swap futures? I think we've mentioned it so far. The swap futures, the product, they provide simple and cost-efficient access to the interest rate swaps for hedging purpose. It can help lower the margin and lower the clearing fees when being compared to OTC interest rate swaps. So at the same time, many CCPs, they're offering cross-margining for swap futures with other listed interest rate or fixed income products they clear within the same service. So that's also added benefit for the buy side as well. And what would you say are the main disadvantages? This potentially lies within the nature of a listed derivatives product. It's the standardization in the contract. So that means market participants, they may still prefer the flexibility they can get from the traditional OTC market. Although margin might be lower for the products, but there are other associated costs with clearing an exchange-traded contract. For example, the default fund contribution and that is not a small overhead for a clearing firm. And last year, we saw GMAX enter the fray. Do you see any other type of platforms coming to the market this year or perhaps next? Actually, GMAX and Montreal Exchange and ICE, actually, they're all new entrants to the market. Especially for Montreal Exchange, they've launched a Canadian contract. And ICE, they have also launched the new contract of swap futures. There were a couple of other exchanges that have looked into similar products, such as LSE Group and NLX. So the market already seemed to be a little bit crowded with a number of big players. But I think there's always opportunities for newcomers, especially if they can find the niche and products that cater for the market needs. As with any uh, industry initiative, do you think that there'll also be consolidation going forward? 
I think that's the nature of the market. There's always possibility for consolidation. We know that right now there are a handful of exchanges offering swap futures. However, CME and Aris Exchange, they seem to be the main players so far, and they have decent open interest and volume in their offerings. So we could see consolidation in the future. And just in general, how do you see the market developing? I see the next two or three years to be a crucial phase for the exchanges to build their volume as banks, when they are more and more challenged by increasing trading cost and smaller profit margin. So maybe with the right innovation and the tweaking of the products, swap futures can win over the market eventually. Well, thank you very much for your time and your insights. It's been much appreciated. Thanks, Ling. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to see the transcript of this recording, please go to the podcast notes page on DerivSource.com. This podcast is available via iTunes and also via the free DerivSource app so you can listen on the go at any time. Thank you for listening. Join us next time.